What's up, everybody? My name is Will. Welcome back to Thoughts Account. Play my music, man. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. Now, today, we're doing a Q&A. That's right. I'm answering your questions. And oh boy, do we get some fun ones. Honestly, I'm really impressed with the stuff that you guys came up with. It actually makes my job pretty easy in this scenario because I don't even have to be all that creative. I just get to answer your questions. So now these are all great questions and I appreciate you guys taking the time to send the questions in. It means a lot that you guys are willing to participate and it makes this a lot of fun. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. Um, obviously, there was, a, there was a few questions that I can't answer like this one right here, but I appreciate the inquiry. <laughs> um, but we'll not waste any time. Let's just jump right into it, right? Um, so the first one that we got is how do you come up with topics and prepare for the final recording? A lot of my topics either come from conversations that I have with my friends or um, I'll just randomly think of them. Uh, I take some inspiration from other creators and I also kind of examine my own life and see what kind of stuff that I have or continue to struggle with and uh, try to find the solutions to that and present them to other people who may be struggling with the same thing. As far as uh, planning for the final recording, I have to, you know, set up my entire set here. Um, which doesn't really take all that too much time. And then and then I basically have, you know, this, this script right in front of me of the stuff that I've written. And most of the stuff are just like little bullet points that I'll kind of ad lib off of. If I make a mistake, then I'll just end up cutting that out in post. But um, I have everything that, that I basically want to talk about already kind of written out and I just follow the plan. All right, we're moving on. We got, uh, how do you feel about Elon Musk firing half of his staff and is verified $8 a month a good idea? Um, I mean, obviously, I didn't know about I didn't know what the internal environment was at Twitter when Elon took over. But I think if you're going to fire half your staff, you're probably going to have some issues on the horizon from that firing. You may be saving money because you don't have to pay their salaries anymore. But of course, you're going to be firing people's friends. You're going to be firing um, people who know a lot about the company, and you're going to be firing people who are probably used to working in a team that is now broken or disjointed. As far as the verified $8 per month thing, I think it was a pretty dumb idea, to be honest, mostly because the verified status is for people of verified status. Uh, and I think if you're able to buy status, then anybody can just claim they're somebody else and then put the little check there and then they look like the person. And that's exactly what you saw as soon as they started that Twitter blue was you saw everybody, I mean, even people making parody accounts of Elon Musk himself and then just tweeting jokes. The problem is, is when you get to uh, companies that are being now mimicked, but people don't know the difference. And I saw one that was like, they, it was a company that tweeted about free insulin and they said that our insulin is now free and a bunch of people believed it. But once people figured out that there wasn't actually free insulin, the stock price of that company just plummeted. And that's the, the danger I think you see with this, which is kind of messed up because uh, do I think they're an awesome company? Not particularly, but do I think that they deserve to have their entire stock plummeted over you know, basically a lie if a fake tweet. No. So uh, I do think that the $8 a month for verified Twitter was kind of stupid. And I think about it went about as well as it could have gone, even though it didn't go well at all. Who's the most influential person in my life? Um, I don't know. I take a lot of influence from uh, a lot of people in my life, to be honest. Like I surround myself with really great people. And I think that, that they all have characteristics that um, I pull from, whether it be their outgoing nature or you know, their charisma, their humor, all that kind of stuff. I try to like incorporate into my own life and kind of influence how I'm going to be. If I see somebody who's funny, I'm probably going to try to be a little bit more funny. If, uh, if I see somebody who's really, really smart and I feel dumber than them, then I'm probably going to try to be smarter. But as far as like single most influential person, I guess maybe my, my pops, he's got a really good head on his shoulders and he's seen a lot of stuff. So 
I take a lot of a lot of knowledge and wealth of information from him. Next up, we have uh, if you could travel anywhere, where would you want to go? Um, I plan to honestly. I'm I'm very big into travel, and I hope to be able to travel a lot in my future. Uh, where would I go? I have a lot of places planned. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Greece specifically. I want to go to a few different Asian countries: Thailand, China, Japan. Um, Got to go back to the motherland for sure. South Africa's on the list. Uh, I want to go to Sweden or Norway, one of those two. And I also want to go to Brazil. I mean, there's a, there's so many places. Oh, Turkey's another one. There's honestly there's so many places in, in the world to visit that are so unique and uh, diverse and different from anything that you can get in the United States. So there's, there's a ton of places that I want to travel. Uh, there's also, you know, some more states that I want to travel. I haven't been to New York yet. Got to go to New York. Got to go to California. But great question because, I, I mean, traveling is a big thing for me and I would love to be able to travel more and see a lot of what the world has to offer. Halfway through this episode, I'm realizing that most of these questions I could probably make a whole episode about. But um, up next is who's your favorite superhero? Uh, I'm going to go Black Panther. I definitely have a little bit of a cultural bias, I won't lie. But I also just think he's a sick hero, like super strong has a sick suit. Vibranium is OP as heck, you know? So, I don't know, I think BP brings a lot to the table. Do I think he's the best? Nah, probably not. I think there's a handful of superheroes that could beat him, but uh, I do like BP. What's my pet peeve is up next. Oh, that's a good one. There's a handful of things. Um, I, th I think lying is one of the biggest ones. I can't stand when people lie to my face, mostly because I'm very understanding. I, I'm not the most temperamental. I'm not going to get really, really pissed or really, really uppy, uppity. I present myself in a way that you can always tell me the truth, whether it's what I want to hear or not. And that's what I tell people is like, I'd rather to you tell me the truth than a lie you think I want to hear because I want to be able to know that I can trust you and you don't have to lie to me. <laughs> like, so, um, that's what, that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves is just lying to me. If you want another one, uh, ignorance, <laughs> honestly, because having such a wealth of knowledge so easily at your fingertips and not being up to date on like recent topics and not being educated on stuff that you have a really strong opinion on. That's a tough look. You know, how can you have such a strong opinion when you don't even really know what you're talking about? So, uh, I think ignorance is another pet peeve of mine. Up next we got, uh, if you hit the lottery, what are you buying first? I think if I bought, if I won the lottery, I would buy up a few properties, honestly, in different locations that I would want to live. Like I love Minnesota to death, right? You know, it's been the, the place that I was raised, but Man, those winters are tough. I don't like shoveling driveways. I don't like busting my butt on ice. And I don't like not being able to stop my car because the <laughs> the road is literally an ice rink. Uh, so I'd probably buy a few properties in different uh, different areas of the United States. And maybe some abroad too. Who knows? I'd definitely buy a new car because you know, I'm a car guy. But I don't get too deep into this one. These are some secret plans. Don't tell anybody. But I would love to use my money to make a difference in other people's lives and, uh, and provide opportunities that may not have been previously there. But more on that in the future. Stay tuned. Who is my celebrity crush? <laughs> uh, honestly, I got two celebrity crushes and it's a, it's a toss up. It's really tough. Uh, number one, Ariana Grande. Number two, Zendaya. What is the best way f to reduce stress? This is a bit of a multifaceted one because I think stress can, um, stress can not only be like abrupt, but it also can linger. So uh, my best way to reduce stress is to eliminate it at its source. Obviously, stress comes in a lot of different shapes and forms and whatnot. So uh, I think that finding the, the root of your stress is probably the biggest um, the biggest way to reduce it. So say, you know, you got a big test, test coming up, knowing that the test is the source of that stress and knowing that being more prepared for the test would make you stress less, I think is a way to, 
you know, reduce that stress. It kind of depends on what's stressing you out. What is my biggest fear? I would say the fear of not living my life to its full potential. Uh, I got a lot of things that I want to do in my life and I want to be able to perform to like the best of my ability because I know that I only have one life and I want to be able to live it the exact way that I want to live it. And I think the fear of not being able to do that or the fear of like underperforming or the fear of being too lazy or inadequate in any way, not being smart enough, not being whatever enough is probably one of my biggest fears. Oh, and uh, anything in the ocean. I know I just went from really serious to kind of jovial, but um, but the ocean is an absolutely insane place. And the more you learn about it, the more you're like, I don't think I want to know any more about this <laughs> because there's some absolute psychos in the ocean. Things that could kill you just like that. Things that could not only kill you, but make it like the most painful thing ever. Anyway, yeah, the ocean, terrifying. Up next, we got who inspires me and... Who do I aspire to be like? Um, I'm already that guy. So uh, there's nothing really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm inspired by a lot of people. Uh, I take a lot of inspiration from people who like are unequivocally being themselves and unequivocally like living their life the way that they want to live. You might be seeing a theme here. But I have a lot of respect for people who know what they are good at and do it well and continue to perform and execute. So if you guys want some specifics, Eric Thomas is a really good example. He's a motivational speaker and dude is just a grinder, just works his butt off and does what he does and came from the mud, the absolute bottom and is now a multimillionaire. And, you know, he wasn't always the smartest, but he worked his butt off. He wasn't always the most talented, but he worked his butt off. And the story is pretty inspirational. I also love people like LeBron James who use their platform for good. The people who give power to the people who are marginalized or have had power used against them. And I think my biggest thing with, with that aspect of it, as far as giving back is I know that if anybody else was in that marginalized space, I know if anybody else was, you know, unfairly, you know, life being life unfairly put into a situation, I know that they would want a helping hand. I know that if you had the disadvantage, if you had the, you had something about you that was used as a weapon to marginalize against you, give you less opportunity, uh, as a weapon to, you know, you know, not have a, as good of an education, that kind of thing, you would want somebody to reach a hand out to help and not just leave you to be marginalized or continue to marginalize you further. So people like LeBron James, who actually try to make opportunities for people who don't have opportunities, um, is really inspiring to me. And that's something that I aspire to do as well. And I save the, uh, the best one for last. This person probably put more effort into their question than anybody else. So uh, I wanted to save the best for last there. Um, but this question reads, uh, you're obviously a very outgoing person. I feel like it's effortless for you to contribute in social settings, whether it's through meaningful conversation, adding witty humor, asking good questions, etc. Do you ever have days where doing these things feels difficult in social settings? If yes, what are some ways that you combat that and still manage to be your regular outgoing self? Even if you may not feel like it. Great question. I'll make this part really clear. I do have days when I'm not feeling like my same social witty self. There are days when it feels difficult to be in social settings. There are days that I don't really want to go out or go and do something, but I do think I feed off the energy of people around me. But the biggest thing for me is not putting any pressure on myself in social situations. Like any situation that I end up being in, I know that I'm going to be myself. I don't put the pressure on myself to still be witty or to still like, you know, provide energy or provide entertainment for other people that are there. By being my authentic self every time, that means that my mood is sometimes gonna be fluid as well. So if one day like, you know, I'm hitting on all cylinders and I'm, you know, really funny and everybody's cracking up, that may not be consistent every single time. 
there may be days that I'm kind of chilling. There may be days that I'm, you know, higher energy. There may, there may be days that I'm feeling really annoying and I just like, I'm doing like pestery stuff. There are also days I'm tired. So, so as far as being like my regular outgoing self, I would say just being true and being authentic to who you are always, whether whatever mood you're in, whatever way you're feeling is the most important, but that's going to take us to the weekly takeaway. This week's weekly takeaway is a big thank you to everybody. Uh, I appreciate you guys sending in questions. It was awesome. I had a great time. These are actually a lot of fun to do. Um, so I appreciate you guys sticking around, learning a bit about me and um, listening to some crazy questions that people ask me. But that's going to do it for this episode. I thank you for listening all the way through. Hope you found something that you add to your life or to the life of somebody around you. Please share this episode so someone else can listen and enjoy as well. You know we're building here. A community. That's right. So like, favorite, do all that great stuff. We're making it great. I thank you. I appreciate you. This has been World Thoughts Account. I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for watching that episode. Here's another one for you if you want to keep going. I got a channel full of great videos, but this is just a start. Go ahead and click that and I'll see you there. Bye. Love you.